0: Good morning everybody and welcome to the Bridging the Gap podcast. Um, it's a beautiful day here in London. It's been a beautiful week here um, in the UK if you're listening from elsewhere. When the sun comes out here, everything comes out here. People get their shorts on um, and get sunburnt very, very quickly. But I haven't been sunburnt. I think the base tan from Dubai where I went to three weeks ago has really helped me not get burnt, which is absolutely fantastic. So today guys, I wanted to talk a little bit about mental health as to as this week is mental health awareness week And I think it's so important to talk about this because people don't like talking about it Um, And even people who deal with the problems, you know more than anything don't like dealing with this And I think within the fitness industry, which is where I am um, And where I'm based most and I think a lot of these people who are going to be listening to this is where you guys are going to be Based as well I think we're under even more pressure to 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 not deal with our mental health issues and to not understand mental health issues because of the social construct of fitness, of the fitness industry, this big buff i don't want to say egotistical because not everyone's egotistical but this this thing that revolves around something almost superficial to other people um and that is the body you know i a lot of the time when i meet new people they say oh what do you do i'm a bodybuilder i can see their face just switch to oh you're an arrogant prick then (laughs) it's a shame it's a shame it's that way because some of us are the most um like selfless people that there are um, just because we understand what it is to be selfish in the bodybuilding industry um, because bodybuilding is a selfish sport there's no two ways about it so I think when we're doing our competitions we're probably a little bit selfish but outside of that I think we're probably some of the most selfless people um, and caring and helping people that there are really because there's one thing that i've known from being in the fitness industry is that anyone will help everyone almost okay there's the few there's a the few odds odd ones here and there but most people they're all just trying to help people um all the time i think this 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 like ego construct for men and and even women you know to be like this glamorous girly girl and 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 and, and men to be this big buff dude um who really doesn't have any problems he just wants to go crush the weights it's really a load of bullshit. Like, super, like on the superficial level, it's a load of bullshit and, and there really shouldn't be anything to it. Um, but unfortunately, like, people get sucked into it. And I think it's easy to get sucked into it. And I think if you have been sucked into it, it's not a problem. And I think I've been sucked into it. Um, and that's, that's essentially how I was when I was younger, as, as a young male coming up, um, lots of fitness people around me, sports industry, um, you know, I played a lot of rugby, a lot of football, and, and the insults back then were, if you kind of, you know, if you shared your emotions, if you shared problems, if you if you said something that was keeping you down... Your insult was like, oh, you're gay, you know, like, oh, oh, don't be, a, don't be a pussy. Don't be a puff, you know, and all these, these almost like demasculine, demasculine insults, um, insults that would demasculate you. Um, and it's, it's kind of ridiculous, you know, as I've grown up and realized that, well, for one, I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Um, and for two, like, there's a lot more going on in this world than you're a pussy and, and you're a fag. Like, no mate, like, I've got problems and I just want to talk about them. Um, so I think like from an early age, unfortunately, and it is unfortunately, um, we'd, we're driven to not express ourselves the way that, that we should be expressing ourselves. And I think as men, uh, this is, uh, this is so detrimental to our mental health. Um, and with male suicide rates going up and up and up, I've just been reading a little bit before this podcast and 84 people, 84 men take their own lives every single week, every single week. As ten people a day in the UK that killing themselves um, from 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 mental health issues, and it's an absolute shame, and and quite honestly, it hits me in the feels knowing that you know that other other men out there are, are fear are feeling now not all of them i I don't want to i don't want to umbrella everyone into that but a lot of these people will be victims of social constructs which have forced them to not express themselves to not say how they're feeling and these feelings have just been building up and building up until it gets too much um it is very upsetting for me to understand as a human um what drives someone to take their own life and i think it's it's absolutely Like it hits you in the fields, you know. And if there's anyone listening to this podcast who's been affected by suicide, you know, my, you know, all of my thoughts go out to you because I wouldn't even know how to deal with it. I wouldn't even know how you would deal with it because what goes through that person's mind who's taking their own life, it must be the the depths of the darkest places of the world, and you know. Uh, given this platform that i have um via podcast via youtube instagram twitter whatever it is facebook if i can be a reaching hand to pull pull someone out i think that's absolutely amazing but even better i can help some of the listeners or the watchers or the supporters of my social media become that hand as well i think that's where my, my real purpose lies and i think if anyone listens to this podcast um, has never even thought about this side of mental health, then, then I urge you to start thinking about it. And, I, and obviously I don't want you to think about mental, mental health, depression, anxiety every single day and, and, and consume my life with it, but think about other people who might be in it. So when you see that guy who is chasing birds outside Tesco's and isn't wearing very nice clothes and, and, and is shouting and crazy names, like just understand that this guy's gone through a hell of a life and, and his mental health is, is probably not not as good as yours is. Um, and and obviously, when we're kids, you know, we do this stupid bullying thing, and and we take the piss out of people for for really nothing, um, and, and we could be the causes of these mental health problems. And it fucking frightens me, to be honest, to think about some of the things that I did when I was a kid. Okay, they're not like they're not awful. I didn't I didn't like push people downstairs for being weird and all that kind of stuff. Like, but I, the odd comment came out, you know, the odd comment did come out, and and being fuck, this is quite hard to fucking talk about, to be honest, but being that kid, you know, and I was in an all boys school, and, and everyone was a lad, and everyone had to try out, do each other, whose dick's bigger than the other person, and who could do the funniest joke about who, and like, it was bullying, and I just think of some of the effect that I could have had on some people's childhoods, and then, therefore, their adulthoods, it's quite worrying, it's quite fucking worrying, to be honest, um, and I'm sorry to get a bit heated there, but, that's just reflecting on my own time shit but uh to a certain extent you've got to understand it it's just the way that we've been brought up as a culture um and it's just the way that we've been steered and the way that we've just been like like our other options have almost been closed off because of the way that socials that society is at the moment you know you don't see guys wearing whatever they want to wear everyone wears pretty much the same thing you know guys are wearing trousers and a t-shirt no one's wearing skirt no one's you know everything f- from the moment that we're born the boy's giving blue and the girl's given pink you know the, the guy's given a truck the girl's given a barbie Th- there's no real chance for us to develop our own way and our, to develop our own thoughts and processes to what we want to do and to work out what we want to do Um, I think it'd be hella interesting if we, if we just threw away all of the, the gender orientated products and everything was pretty neutral, or at least we didn't force them in front of anyone. And like Bridget Jones wasn't for fucking single girls who want to find marriage and all that bullshit. It was just for, it was just for everyone and, and all these kind of things. It'd be crazy to see what society would be like. I think it'd be crazy to see what society would be like. So guys, Mental Health Awareness Week. Um, If you guys can just post one thing about it, if you can just talk to one person about it, if you can just think about it once, uh, my job here is done. Uh, I think it's so important to, to raise the awareness of mental health issues because so many people suffer from it. Some of the figures I was reading this morning are quite horrifying, to be honest. One in four people in the world Will suffer from a mental health issue, um, a mental illness of some kind, whether that anxiety, depression, um, schizophrenia, anything like that. Just let that sink in for a minute. You know, if you're if you're if you're at school, if you're in college, if you're a university student, if you're a teacher, if you're in your workplace, look around. One in four people will be suffering with a mental health issue. That is fucking crazy, guys. Uh, this is why I'm such a big advocate of, of being open and talking to people and and exploring your emotions and exploring your feelings. Um, I, that's one thing that I've been trying to do with my girlfriend. Is like actively talk about my feelings because I am not an open book and I haven't been for years and years and years and I haven't been in my whole life because I've I've never had mates that I could really talk to these emotions until I went to university um so thank god for those people but really we were just lads who just wanted to be the biggest lad in the room and and we didn't talk about how we feel we didn't think about how we actually felt when we talked to other people down and we didn't if we did things wrong if we had arguments if we had breakups if we got upset we know i never really talked about these kind of things i just kind of held it in and that was not the best way to do it and it's not the best way to do it so any of you out there um if you if you notice someone maybe starting to open you up just help them along you know maybe give them something maybe like go out of your way to to have that conversation because it could be one of the most important conversations that that person ever has in your life um, in their life, sorry. And, and in turn, maybe you. Maybe you get something out of it that, that you didn't before. And I think having these conversations are are so important for emotional growth um, and mental growth, which is such, you know, it's 50% of your life, 60 percent of your life. Um, so exploring your feelings, your thoughts, your reactions to um, to the to, to social interactions or anything else. Super important. And if you if you if you feel that from someone else, don't turn them away, guys, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's on 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 Facebook, whether it's anywhere, whether it's some person, I think turning someone away who might be opening up to you, even if it's a might, you know, is not a good idea. Always be open. Um, I think being on the platform that I am um, on Instagram, having over eighteen thousand followers now, I get a lot of messages about people who 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 are dealing with body issues, uh, mainly trying to gain weight. They don't want to gain weight because they don't want to be fat, um, or they don't want to be perceived as fat. So I always make an effort to to respond to these people because they are huge issues and they could be absolutely massive in other people's lives. Uh, I do I don't want to rant too much on this, but I just I just thought I'd spill my my life away onto this and, and just hopefully that made sense to you guys. Um the male ego is one of the biggest problems in mental health in my opinion. And this leads into my next um kind of portion of this intro and and, and it's talk about sleep guys. Did you know that 40% of all people with a mental illness or a mental health issue also have a sleep disorder? Whether that be oversleeping, undersleeping, broken sleep, Uh, not deep enough sleep, very, very light sleep, Uh, 40% of the people have it and and it's just, it's it's mind-blowing because sleep is one of our most controllable things that, that we do have and it's such a big part of your life. Think how many, how many hours you, that you, that at least you should be spending in bed. Um, by the way, a minimum of eight hours is recommended. Even if you shorten your, your sleep by one hour to seven hours per night, you can notice dramatic effects to your all cause mortality. Um, your overall health, your cortisol levels, your inflammation levels will all rise even from one hour less sleep, guys. So if you're someone who is uh, crunking out the the hard work at six hours sleep a night, and you're one of those, part of that warrior gang, um, shout out to Gary V, you're actually killing yourself. And I hate to be so morbid about it, but it's true. Um, You are significantly damaging your your future life um, just from lack of sleep even if that's why you're younger uh, if you are sleeping under 7 hours per night for an extended period of time you can highly increase your risk of getting dementia i think the the statistic that i saw yesterday was that you increase your chance of getting dementia by 70 percent if you're sleeping less than seven hours a night for over four or five years i think that's what i saw if any of you guys haven't i highly recommend you to check out joe rogan's podcast with matthew baker Uh, he is a highly sought after researcher in the field of sleep. And honestly, I listened to that, that podcast and it kind of blew my mind about sleep guys. You need to be sleeping. Uh, And I thought I would just round off my little my little pre rant before the questions with like my best sleep tips, because it's something that I've become in charge of. I sleep like an absolute baby every single night and I love it. I really, really love it. Um, I first started kind of thinking about sleeping and and managing sleep when I stopped sleeping and I started feeling like an absolute zombie. This was during prep actually. So I was about two weeks out, absolutely shredded, like to the bone, um, stage ready. I'd already been on stage a couple of times that year. Uh, This is last year and I just couldn't sleep. I would, I'd go to bed about 10. I'd wake up about 12. I would work on my laptop till about two. I would sleep again till four. And I just could not get into a deep sleep because my body's telling me to eat. My body's telling me I'm too lean. I need some body fat, all this kind of stuff. So there are reasons why I was was not sleeping. And that's when I was like, you know what? I'm and I was going insane. Oh, it was going insane. Like my mood swings were crazy. My hunger levels were off the charts. Actually, we know that if you, if you decrease sleep by, by two hours, our hunger hormones, leptin and ghrelin go completely out of whack. So leptin being the hormone that le- makes us feel full and ghrelin the hormone that makes us hungry. So ghrelin goes sky high, leptin comes down. And, and that's crazy because I thought that only came during a deficit. We know that during a deficit, our leptin levels drop and our ghrelin levels rise um but also if you if you're full if you're fine you're not you're not cutting you're not um you're not worrying about bodybuilding you're, you're just a healthy body fat and your healthy life and everything's fine if you cut your sleep by two hours your ghrelin levels will be the same as if you're shredded how crazy is that So, um, there was a, there was a study done, I think it was on about 60 people, 30 of them were slept to eight hours a day and they just ate like normal. And 30 of them were slept at six hours a day. Um, and, and, and did everything like normal every, all their days were exactly the same. And the people who slept for six hours on average ate 350 calories more every single day. That is what, that's a crazy statistic. That is that's almost 2000, 2,200 calories extra a week, if not more. Uh, um, and that you know indirectly can lead to to more to more body fat levels which indirectly has an effect on the obesity rates that's something to think about right there because there is um, a link between obesity and sleep so lack of sleep those hunger hormones uh, go out of whack you eat more and, and and it's not like you need more you just you just want to eat more because of the, the the hunger hormones being everywhere um which is quite fascinating to listen to and and to, and to understand so i do highly recommend you going to watch joe rogan's podcast on that so let's get to my tips Uh, my first tip is to get into a nice dark room Uh, there are some awful blinds and awful curtains that I've slept in over the time over the time and it's like you're just sleeping in a lit room I highly recommend you getting into a pitch black room a very very dark room something that will cut off the sunlight when it comes in um, and also just cut out when when you're going to bed if you're going to bed a bit early uh, that's gonna be my first tip my second tip is going to be get into a rhythm so we have as humans a circadian rhythm which is our, basically our genetic code for sleeping it's it's when we're supposed to go to sleep it's when we're supposed to get up uh, so when your parents the bastards when they used to say you need to go to bed now they were right they were right I hate to admit it, but Mum, you were right. Uh, whenever you used to stay up to 12, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, I should have been going to bed earlier because of circadian rhythm. Now, circadian rhythm generally works on light and heat. So, when the lights, when the natural lights, so when the sun goes down, um, our melatonin release starts to increase a little bit, um, which is basically our sleep hormone, which tells our body, okay, we're going to prepare to go to sleep now. So, generally, sun sunset. Um, maybe right at the moment, about eight, nine o'clock. Um, that's when you would start getting to ready, maybe an hour before bed. So maybe you're sleeping towards nine ten o'clock, maybe 10.30. Um, and then also the temperature. So the temperature will also come down with the sun coming down. Um, almost the temperature might go first, um, which is what will also kickstart the release of melatonin. Um, and then in reverse to that, when we wake up, the sunrise, what say like 5.30, 6 a.m., um, if we're going to bed at 10 that's an eight hour sleep right there um, and we know that when the temperature rises as well our body's start, is is going to start to wake up because actually when we do go into a deep sleep um, when we do when we do go to sleep our brain needs to actually cool um, but i think it's about two degrees fahrenheit or something so it's, it's very very small amount but our brain does actually need to cool um, in order to sleep so that goes into my next tip sleep in a cool room have you ever noticed that when you have that fresh bed on um that's never been touched before and it's oh my god you just get in and this nice cool sheets nice big fluffy cool pillow and you just you just hit the hay right away there's actually something to that um and it's actually remaining cool because obviously the brain needs to go to cool down um and then in turn the whole body needs to cool down so getting into a cool room um, is always a good idea. If you ever notice, it's always easier to go to sleep in a room too cold than a room too hot. A room too hot, my God, my worst nightmare, I think. And then if you wanted to get a science with it, what you can do before you go to bed is take a hot bath. Why take a hot bath? Because when we take a hot bath, our body does not need to, to generate any heat because it is in a warm bath. So when you get out of the warm or hot bath... Um, your body is in a massive state of expelling heat energy. Um, so once you okay, yeah, once, once you get out of bed, you're going to be nice, warm, and toasty. Uh, sorry, once you get out of the, the bath, you're going to be nice, warm, and toasty. But our body is going to continually expel heat. So once you get into bed, we actually down-regulate our temperature much quicker than we would do if we were to just get straight into bed. So actually, there's something to be said for hot baths um, or a hot shower just before going to bed finally um to my final tip is going to be if you need to supplement um now you don't want to be supplementing all the time um obviously it's to be honest sleep supplements like melatonin aren't going to make a crazy difference um if you take them all the time like you're not going to you're not going to cause any damage which is which is good um, but if you're someone who struggles to sleep and struggles to get into that routine and that pattern of falling asleep at the same time waking up at the same time um, and doing all these like pre-bed rituals then you could try um a melatonin dose or you could try a a, a sleep uh, they got these like sleep mixtures um I know Redcon one do a fade out and that shit used to knock me for 10 um, and, and and these could be good options, but just to get into the routine. Um, so I think generally don't quote me on this because I don't want to be oversubscribing you melatonin, but, um, about two grams or 200 milligrams, I think it's two grams actually, um, of, of melatonin, um, is more than enough to, to, to kind of kickstart your natural release and to, 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 to signal your body to, 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 um, start shutting down and start going to bed. So, if you are struggling, take that maybe about an hour before you want to go to sleep and get into your routine, do that for a week or so, and then just drop the melatonin. It won't make a difference. It actually won't make a difference. Um, but if the placebo works um, and you take the pill and you notice the difference, great. Keep it going. Placebo is the biggest thing that we have in this fucking life. Um, so use it. Uh, it's an amazing thing what the body can do. Um, I'm going to go off on a tangent here. There was a, this is crazy guys. There was a study done um, and they took, I think, 15 patients. Um, or 30 patients, 15, all 30, um, went under the, the knife in quotation marks, um, for a knee surgery. Now everyone had the same problem, um, or had a problem in their knee. 15 people got the full surgery that they needed. um, and then 15 people, um, literally just had a, a scar put on them, um, and told that they had the surgery. 90% of the people who had no surgery, they had nothing other than just the thought that they had surgery 90% noticed a difference and anecdotally said that they feel better and even some of them went on to never have any problems with their knees again if that doesn't say anything about the power of the brain and the power of your mental ability and and the power of of Being in charge of your your mental state, then I don't know what does that 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 was crazy. Um, I'd love to see that study done on a on a a bigger scale, of course. Um, Thirty people, it's it's not a crazy amount of people, but but it would be nice to see on a bigger stage. Uh, That's it, guys. I hope you enjoyed my rant, mental health awareness, um, male suicide, sleep, uh, sleep tips. I really hope this helped. I hope it made sense. I always kind of I have like uh, I did like a cognitive enhancer before I did this and I kind of just, it does verbal diarrhea in me, I'm going to be honest. So I hope it made sense. Um, appreciate you guys for getting this far. If you did, let's move on to some questions okay so on to our first question from liam solomon 96 he asks what are your top three supplements not the general three so general three generally creatine whey and uh, multivitamin so basically looking for alternative vitamins to answer for so uh, alternative supplements to answer for so my number one is going to be vitamin c now vitamin c is a huge immune supporter um we don't get loads of it in our diet obviously you can get it from citrus based things but generally vitamin c isn't like abundant in a lot of things um it's it's, it's, it's in good leafy greens but obviously with the standard diet being awful the general intake of vitamin c is 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 not great um cool little fact i think i read the other day um most if not all animals produce their own vitamin c And now their vitamin C um, production also increases when the animal either is ill, has an immune uh, deficiency, or gets a wound. Now that's crazy. That that tells me that there's something to taking vitamin C, um, especially when ill. So what I do is, is I just have one to two grams every single day. Um, and then when I do get sick I push that up to five or six grams what I actually do is is I push it as high as I can take it so I push up pretty quite high the first day maybe seven or eight grams um, and I wait to see if I get any gas um, or stomach discomfort because that's a general sign of of over consuming vitamin c and then I know that I can take away one or two grams and and I'll be perfect again and I won't need to um and I won't need to go back up. So I almost have the most amount of vitamin C that I can handle um, without having any problems going forward. The next one is going to be a high quality, high quality um, fish oil supplement, omega supplement. Um, now there's a lot of rancid things out there. There's a lot of rancid tablets and you need to be very careful who you order from. You want to order from a company who are well-tested, um, because it's very difficult to, 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 preserve the fish, um, unless it's really been flash frozen. So even if you're just having like normal omegas, they could just be rancid and they might not even be working. So, um, I tend to go for flash frozen Alaskan salmon oil. Um, this is like the highest quality of omegas that you can really get. Um, and mainly I only have this on days that I don't eat fish. Um, so usually I have it about four times a week. Um, and then I try to eat fish three times a week. Um, if I eat two times a week, I'm not worried about getting the fish oil on the fifth day because, um, generally I have my fish oils throughout the week as well. Number three, um, I'm going to go ahead and say caffeine. Now this could come in the form of Guafi, uh, a little Guafi Barbajani, um, or it could come in the form of pre-workout. Now, Caffeine is one of the few supplements that has been proven to enhance your physical performance. Um, a lot of, of international runners will use it. A lot of everyone's going to use it, guys. I don't even know why I said international runners. That's a bit weird, actually. Everyone who is in competitive sport will be using caffeine. They even have caffeine limits on things like football, um, but you can use a little bit of caffeine. I know that. Um, so, caffeine is going to be my third one. And generally, I get it in the form of um, a pre workout, it's a little bit higher dose. Um, and generally, um, you would dose there sort of depending on your weight, but also depending on your general tolerance. So, general caffeine uh, recommendations for dosages are about four milligrams per kilogram of body weight. So, me being 100 kilograms, I would have 400 milligrams of caffeine. And uh, obviously, as my weight goes up, my caffeine tolerance, my caffeine um, dose should be a bit higher, um, but also need to take into account tolerance. Uh, you can build a tolerance pretty quickly to caffeine, which is why I recommend cycling off caffeine every two months, um, if not every month. Um, this just allows you to resensitize to caffeine and to feel it again. So a lot of people will just use um, pre-workouts when they've got, when they're maybe sleep deprived or they're tired, um, and that's a good way to get around it. Next question comes from Francis MCN on Instagram. He asks, thoughts on drinking and smoking weed in college and Its effects of productivity. So, guys, my thoughts on drinking um, I think it's pretty shitty. Um, The fact that it's legal um, and things like weed aren't legal kind of pisses me off a little bit. Um, I don't like the after effects of alcohol and also the during effects of alcohol. They're they're pretty fun. They're pretty fun. Of course, they're pretty fun, but um, it's very short lived. so obviously everything in moderation is my first tip. Um, you can't be, you can't be spanking drink every single day, um, and, and, and smoking weed every single day, um, while you're at college. Um, and I assume if you're at college, you're probably 17, 18. I wouldn't even recommend smoking weed until you're 19 or 20 years old guys. Um, I started when I was 18. Um, I actually didn't even, didn't even know what weed was until I was 18. So, um, until then, was pretty oblivious to it and i think that was so much for the better our brains are developing so much and so quickly under the age of 18 even under the age of 21 really Um, we're still maturing our hormones are still developing so to put any substance in your body that's going to alter your state of consciousness or alter your your physical state every single day um, without kind of having those sober days I don't think it's a good idea but in moderation guys um, I think you can definitely get away with smoking a little bit of weed um, and, and drinking a little bit of alcohol here and there we're talking we're talking very infrequently alcohol I, I, I wouldn't even consider drinking more than four times a year that's just me. Um, obviously I'm realistic and people do go out every single every single week Um, I just wouldn't I just wouldn't recommend taking any prescription or non-prescription drugs or things that alter your state of consciousness regularly when you're young Um, or even at any point to be honest Um, except for weed because that's fine obviously Um, but seriously guys um, I wouldn't I just I would just do everything in moderation Um, know your limits and 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 if you feel like, you know, you know, if your product, productivity is going down, there's no two ways about it. If it's because you're smoking too many joints in the day, if it's because you're drinking a little bit too much and you're hungover, you, you know what you're doing. Um, and I think you just need to be realistic with yourself and, 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 and sort it out. Um, one of the biggest things for me was just being in denial when I was at university and, and I did smoke too much weed and, and I let it consume me. I think that was the difference. So it's not necessarily that I smoked too much. It's more that I just let it consume me. I, I would smoke and just play fucking Xbox all day, you know, or I'd smoke with my friends and we'll just chill all day, every day. And I just, I barely, I barely, uh, did anything and and that was because i let it consume me and now and now it's it's not the case at all i am the master of my own mind um final question guys i do think this podcast is getting on a little bit is from joe 94 miller he says you said in a recent recent post that you want to improve your abs what sort of exercises and frequency will you be doing so, um, our abs work in certain ways. They work for lateral flexion, they work for normal flexion, um, they work for kind of back hyperextension, anything that's bending, twisting, uh, bending over, picking up, your core is involved. So, to not have a strong core, stupid idea. Stupid idea. So many people, um, when they get older, suffer from weak core, slipping discs, pulling backs, doing all these kind of things. It all develops from the core, weak glutes, weak hips, uh, weak lower back and weak core. Um, so what am I going to be doing? I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be doing abs four times a week. I'm going to be doing, uh, two sets on anything that crunches. So anything that works the upper portion of my abdominal wall. Um, generally this comes in the form of a crunch, maybe a rope crunch. I'll do, um, cable crunch. Um, and then I'm going to do anything that rotates my hips up. Um, so that'd be a leg raise. So actually our, like our little tailbone needs to get up off the floor, um, in order to, to 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 engage that lower portion of the abs um and and to rotate up that's that's a motion that we need to learn and 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 to 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 perfect Um, then i'll do anything that twists so wood wood choppers they call them or, or like the side bends um that i'll be doing this will work my obliques internal and external and then I'll be doing isolation movements and isometric contractions. Now these are so key because we have one big sheath of abdominal wall that is very very deep um, under our kind of superficial abs, our transverse, our ab- transverse abdominis. So we have like our, our, our nice big pretty six pack and obliques on top, um, and then underneath we have our um, we have our big strong stabilizers which i need to be working so planks side planks um are what we will be working on and then i'm going to progress them like anything else so if i do 10 kilo crunches one week i'm going to try to do 15 the next if i can't do 15 i'm going to increase the reps and if i can't increase the reps i'll increase the form and the engagement and that's it, guys. That's that's pretty straightforward. I progressed that like any other muscle. Um, and I'm going to be doing that three to four times a week because frequency is king. Um, I'm going to make sure I don't do too much volume that I can't recover in time for the next one. Um, and that's it, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Bridging the Gap. I'll be back very, very soon. I appreciate you guys. The last one had about 170 views on it, or 170 listens. That's a lot when it's a podcast, guys. So I appreciate you. Thank you, guys. See you soon peace and love.